Well, not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe three weeks ago, I was uh, driving along the Sunshine Coast motorway, and uh, it was time to merge. <laughs> That's right. And there was like 200 metres down there where you can merge, and the car in front of me stops. Oh, can you feel it already? Stops. Indicates, and I'm like, like you can't move. But he just stops it. I'm like, no, like, come on, just like move up, move up. And, and anyway, I'm like, I'm trying to be cool, but I'm not, I'm like, does anyone know how to merge? Like, seriously? Oh my gosh, look at all the room you got up there. Anyway, this is all going on. He finally gets in there. I think, thank goodness, so I can go up there. No, but do you think, no, no. This guy who waited to go in there decides he doesn't want me to go up there. So he starts swerving. Unbel- he starts swerving so that I, every time I go to go past, he swerves out. I'm like, wow, it's, it's, a, it's a shame I wasn't in some video game because I'd just like smash him. <laughs> like, but, but I didn't. But I didn't because it was not a video game. And who knows, <laughs> he might be in church. So anyway, uh, and if you are like, learn how to merge. And like, no, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, that was happening. So, you know, I was a little bit triggered. I can tell you that right then and there, I'm thinking, not only does he not you know, know how to merge himself, he won't let me. Anyway, I don't know if you've ever been in road rage. Uh, I have, I have. Not me though. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. But I have seen, I used to live in Sydney in my 20s. I remember being in traffic and th- these two cars beside me, they were like at it, beeping horns and honking. The car and f- the person in the front of front car got out with a crowbar and came up to the windscreen and bang, was smashing on the windscreen. I'm like, whoa, that was a wake up call for me. So what I did <laughs> from that time forward, this is a baby one compared to the one I had. I had a screwdriver and I used to have it down the bottom, uh, like where you sit in the front seat, just in case if someone comes at me with a crowbar, they are gonna know all about it. (laughs) So yeah, you know, I'd say there was a a few little issues going on on the inside inside of me. (laughs) But you know, you might be here today and, um, (laughs) and you don't, yeah, we better take the screwdriver away because it's just gonna be like, I was in my 20s, just saying, right. Okay, you might be here today and and you don't have a relationship with God. (laughs) Like I was back then. (laughs) I just want you to know, I'm gonna give you an opportunity a little bit later. (laughs) See, God loves me, wow. So here we go. That, that is the title, Help Me, I'm Angry. If you're watching online, put the little angry face emoji on there, or you can just put lots of R's. Yeah, all right. So anger, it's a learned behavior. It can cause you to act irrationally and destructively. And we've all been angry at some time. Uh, you know, I have been as well, but there's different faces, there's different ways of expressing anger. There's explosive and implosive anger. So I just want you to watch this quick little video. That's a great example of explosive and implosive. Uh, So explosive and implosive. 
Which one are you? I want you to turn to your neighbour and say, you know, are you the customer? Thank you. Are you the, not to Jesus, to you guys at the back (laughs) who turned the lights on. Thank you very much. (laughs) But thank you, Jesus, too. Uh, Yeah, anyway, I want you to turn to the person next to you and ask them, you know, are you the customer or are you the cashier? (laughs) Oh, oh, hey, 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 all right. Don't start attacking anybody, all right? Oh, whoa, just calm down there. It was just a question. Just ask the question. That was it. So explosive. Explosive, it's like a bomb exploding. When there's explosive anger, you can hear it. You can see it. You can feel it. You can sense it. It's like, that's right. It's the customer. Implosive is the opposite. Quiet, meek, and most of the time, unnoticeable. It's like lava boiling in a volcano, which eventually flows out and burns anything in its pathway. That's the cashier. So I think there's probably times when I've had both, because there's other forms of anger. The cold shoulder. You might have done that or might have happened to you, where you say, you know, yeah, I forgive you, but you are cold. You show no warmth at all. You have no emotion. There is anger underneath that cold shoulder. The silent treatment. I'm not angry with them anymore, but you refuse to talk to them. Only when absolutely necessary. And then it's the, or a, a grunt. A grunt or a nod. Or you make fun of someone, but you know underneath you're like, ha, 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 but I hate you underneath. Like, like it's like, you're, you're angry. So there's different forms of it, or you're seeking revenge. So there's different ways of expressing anger. So you might think today, you might have thought today you're not an angry person, but you have been angry at some time, all right? I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, the consequences, of course, can be destructive. In James 1, verse 19 to 20, it says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteous God, a righteousness God desires. So human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Be slow to be angry because you can pay a price for anger. It can cost. It can cost you relationships with your spouse, relationships with your kids, relationships with your family, relationships with your friends, relationships with people you haven't even met yet. It can affect your health. Chronic anger can cause ulcers, skin rashes, headaches, muscle tension, aches, teeth grinding. I see people grinding their teeth right now. Clenched jaws, (laughs) clenched jaws, high blood pressure, depression, and sleeplessness. Anger can cause those things in your body, physical things. So why? Why do we get angry? What is the root cause of anger? So I'm going to talk a little bit about my own anger uh, journey. (sighs) So firstly, (laughs) yeah, take a deep breath. Uh, Firstly, it can happen because of things that have happened to you in the past. One of them is your family environment. Uh, in my family, like, because your family are one of the strongest role models that you have. You're brought up in there. So in my family, any disagreements, they were dealt with in anger, yelling, screaming, breaking things, and sometimes physical violence. I'm a Māori from New Zealand. I don't know if you've seen the haka. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks fierce and angry. Well, actually, it, it symbolizes though strength and unity. It looks angry, but there is, uh, like, so I was brought up to think that's the way you deal with things. You fight. You fight, you break things. So there's other root causes, like injustice. There might have been injustice. You, you see something unjust happen to someone else or yourself. Or impatience, when you can't get what you want when you want it. Uh, jealousy. Cain, he killed his brother in the Bible. He killed his brother because he was jealous, and it led to anger, and he killed him. So jealousy, feeling controlled. I know uh, I went to school with some friends who were at boarding school. It was very, very strict. So the minute they got out of boarding school, whoa, they were just out of control. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Or, like they, Honestly, it, was just, it just pushed them over the edge because they were so controlled. When you feel controlled, you can start to get angry about being controlled. So there's different ways. Rejection. I remember my parents separated when I was six years old and I went to go and live with my grandparents. That was awesome. That was great. But I felt rejected from my parents. They weren't rejecting me, but I felt that. So underneath, on the inside, there's all this thing about, oh my gosh, you know, my parents don't love me. I'm living like that. So things can happen in your life when you get rejected, where you feel this angst and anger, and it just all starts to boil up. Any hurt from the past. You know, even people in prison, many of them are there because of moments, moments of anger. It's not like they lived an angry life, but one moment they snap. You've heard of people snapping, and in a moment of anger, they've done something that's caused them to be in prison. So, and the, the other thing is uh, abuse, whether it's sexual, physical, verbal, emotional, or mental, can leave the abused person feeling helpless and angry. So we have to deal with that. When I was 11 years old, I went to a school in Wellington in New Zealand, and it was out of my little hometown into the big smoke. And I was one of two Māoris in the school. There was a thousand people there. So I had a lot of, uh, I was not only bullied, but it was racist as well. Like, like a lot of uh, horrible name, calling like blackie, nigger, all sorts of things. But what happened? At a train station one time, five of them beat me up. I was that beaten up that I couldn't breathe for, uh, properly for a couple of months like it was hard to breathe. So I was 11 years old. I kept replaying that in my head over and over and over. Guess what that made me? A little bit angry. Because every time I would replay, I would think, but I don't even think I fought back at that time. And that made me angrier. I thought I didn't even stick up for myself. But it made me so angry to the point where I thought, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get those five. And I did. Uh, one at a time, but, but <laughs> I'm not laughing because it was good, because I, I, like, seriously, I'm pretty ashamed of what I did back then, but uh, when, when I did that, it actually did not make me feel any better, because the anger was in here, it was not there, like all it made me do, then I hurt somebody else, like it's just, it did not help me at all. Then I moved to another town, uh, to New Plymouth, on the on the east coast of the North Island. And I went to a new school and I'm thinking like, yay, you know, new school, no one knows me, I don't have to fight here anymore. My first week, I'm at the swimming carnival and there's like concrete terraces where you sit on, you know, you're watching the swimming and it's all swimmingly awesome until somebody next to me 
accuses me of looking over someone else's shoulder and reading something. And I'm like, I did not. I went, yes, you did. I went, I did not. Yes, you did. I did not. And then she stood up. So I stood up because, you know, gone are the days. I'm not backing down now. There's already stuff on the inside of me. So so I stand up. She pushes me. I push her back. She slaps me across the face. I grab her and throw her down the concrete terraces. I know. Don't worry, she's okay. Uh, so, so, like, like I could, I could just, everyone's like, oh, oh, yeah. But not, not only did I throw her, I was like, I'm a follow-through person. I, I went running down there. I was just like ready to, yeah. And, but the teachers had to pull me off and that was all, all good. But do you see the anger of stuff that had happened in my past? It's still there. I mean, there's a good end to that story. She actually ended up being my best friend. Uh, so if you're looking for good friends, nah, just joking. <laughs> do not fight. Do not fight. All right. But yeah, there was rage in me. But there came a time as an adult when I realized that I couldn't blame my upbringing or the things that have hurt me in the past for my behavior in the present. You cannot do that. You cannot say, oh, that's just the way that I am. Oh, that's rubbish. You cannot make up excuses for your behavior because of your past. There comes a time. And that time probably was when I gave my life to Jesus, which is nearly 20 years ago. Uh, and he's worked on me. Uh, just as I talked about Kayla, he unraveled things in me. He gave me freedom. He brought life into my heart. He brought joy into my heart. He took the pain out. Because we can either choose the pain of change or the pain of regret. So there are triggers and warning signs of when you are angry. You know, your muscles tighten, especially around your jaw and your arms, and you've seen it building up pressure in your head. You might feel your temperature rising. I can, honestly. It's like a like little rating, like... <laughs> like that, you can see the temperature rising in your face, elevated heart rate. And there are still things that I know, and it's like recognising what is it that triggers you? What is it that makes you angry? Because then when you know what it is and you recognize it, you can actually deal with it without, and you can deal with it in a healthy way. So one of my things is anyone who uh, says something about my family, so don't, uh, or or hurts my family, uh, because that's still a thing for me, just saying. But But it is. It's like, I just don't like it. When I was in my 20s, I was at a rugby union game and I was watching my dad play. Uh, and my dad was like killing it. He was out there like, yeah, running rugby union, of course, like, come on. And so he's, he's out there running and there was this girl in the grandstand behind me. And she was obviously going for the other side. She started yelling abusively at my dad. She started calling him names. I'm not saying them here. We're in church. She started, like, she was swearing, cursing at my dad. Wow, I could feel it. You know how I talked about that? I just sat there. I was quiet. But I could feel it. I thought, let it go, let it go. It got to a stage. I just, without even, and I mean it, without even thinking, I just stood up, turned around, and I went, you shut your mouth or I'll come up there and shut it for you. I mean it, but there was a lot more like expression. (laughs) And a couple of little extra words. (laughs) 
oh man, it was like, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so she was quiet <laughs> from then on. But that, that's what I mean. You know what your triggers are. What triggers you? In Ephesians 4, 26 to 27, it says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Do not go to sleep when you are on your anger. Don't, because it just stirs you up. It eats you up on the inside. You won't sleep properly anyway. But it says here, and do not give the devil a foothold. When we constantly nurse anger, when we harbour it, when we hold on to it on the inside, when it's been there for ages and we've just not let it go, we are giving the devil a foothold. There is a demonic influence that can come on that. And the only thing that can do that to set you free from that is Jesus. He brings that freedom to break off anything. I'm going to talk a little bit later about uh, we have what we call the freedom experience, which um, you can do that will help with that. If you've got things from the past that are stored in there and harbored. So anger as an emotion, it's actually not wrong and it's not a sin. It can serve as useful uh, as it can reveal that we may be being mistreated or that we need to do something about it. It's actually how you handle it that matters. If anger controls you, then it becomes a sin. So if it controls us, it becomes a sin. So Jesus, he got angry. He got angry in John 2 where he overturned the tables of the money changers and they were taking advantage of the, because they were taking advantage of the poor and dis disrespecting God in his temple. So Jesus was angry due to the injustice of others. So anger is natural when you feel threatened or hurt in some way, but just don't let it lead you to sin. It can become solution-focused. So I'm going to talk about two healthy ways to deal with anger. Because it's a learned behavior, you can also learn how to deal with it. The number one is diffuse it. Diffuse it. Just like a bomb, you just diffuse it. So in Proverbs 15.1, it says, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Retaliation causes things to escalate. Not, it's not helpful. So be gentle. A gentle answer deflects anger. Anger is usually uh, selfishly motivated. You know, what about me? What about my feelings? What about what you did to me? That, that, those, are the, those are the thoughts that are going through your head. In Proverbs 15, one, it, uh, I mean, Proverbs 29, 11, it says, fools vent their anger, fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. They diffuse it. Self-control, which is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, diffuses anger. In Proverbs 16, 32, it says, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules the spirit, than he who takes the city. So even someone who takes the city, those who rule their spirit are better than them. Those that are slow to anger, are better than the mighty. So that's how important it is to God to be able to have self-control. So are you able to control your emotions? Yes, you are. Have you ever been at home having a fight, a real good one, like just getting ripping into it and then the phone rings <laughs> and then you pick it up and go, hi, how you going? <laughs> or have you, have you ever had a fight on your way to church and you're like, and they go, oh no, you take him to Christ. No, no, you take him. Like, and then you get to church and you're like, oh, so blessed, so blessed. Oh, lovely to see you. It's so good to be here today. Yeah. Well, see, if you can control that, you can actually control your emotions. 
The other thing is to diffuse the situation is remove yourself. Take yourself out of the way. Or you can get physical, not punching. I just mean get physical. <laughs> get physical, like go for a run or something. Go for a walk, like woo! Go for it. Have a dance or whatever. Get physical, get it out, shake it off. Shake it off is one of the things that I was, I used that for many, many years because when you're in a confined space, you can't go for a run or whatever. So I just used to go in the toilets and like shake it off. And uh, even <laughs> at church in my first year at church, uh, I, was, I was serving people tea and coffee and someone had a go at one of my dream team mates. It was, not, it was all about Milo. And honestly, I, w- I, was, I was like getting triggered big time. I'm like, stop it. Don't, don't. You know, and anyway, they were, they were just ripping into, I'm like, anyway, they go back to their seat and they keep looking and they're telling everybody and pointing to my teammate. Oh, that was it for me. I felt like jumping over that table. And, but but, but I, I, get, I catch your eyes and I'm like, I just mouthed, it, mouthed her, like, you shut your mouth. And she's like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do here? I'm either over the table or I'm down in the toilets. So I chose the toilets, everybody, because I'm like on my pathway. I'm getting free. So I ran down to the toilets and I shook it out, shook it out. I did, I did though. I just get in there and I shake it out. And it, honestly, it's amazing. You should try it next time you're angry. Have a good shake. Yeah, you'll shake it off. Shake it off. The other thing is you talk yourself down, not up. Instead of saying, oh, this person is an idiot. See, that's talking yourself up. Or like, how dare she do that to me? That's talking yourself up. You need to talk yourself down. So what I use, you can use this as well. It works for me, actually. I just go, it's okay. You can handle this. Be cool. It's okay. You can handle this. Be cool. Be cool, Teresa. If I'm saying be cool a lot, like I am very triggered, but it does actually, the, the be cool, it does take it down. It helps me to defuse it. So that's, that's some of the things. And one of the, the biggest is to apologize. Say you're sorry. S-O-R-R-Y. It's a five-letter word. It's easy. It's easy. Say you're sorry. When I became a Christian and, oh, I started to realize just what an angry little control freak that I was. And it, it, it hurt me. I just thought, oh, my gosh, I've hurt my family. And so I wrote letters to every one of my family, including my two sons. At that time, they might have been probably 13 or 14, 13 and 14. And... Uh, I wrote everything that I wanted to apologize for. I had to write it because I, I knew if I started talking to them that I just probably wouldn't get past the first couple of lines without crying because there was absolute remorse in me. I just was so sad. So I wrote it out on pages and I sat down with each one of them individually and I read it out. And I did do a lot of crying, but at least it was on paper and I could just... And there is a healing in this, I asked them to forgive me. There is healing. It was healing for me, but it was healing for them. Apologize. There is power in apology. Just say you're sorry. Seriously, defuse it. So that's number one was defuse it, different methods. Second one is to dismiss it. And we do this through forgiveness. Forgive others. In Ephesians 4, 31 to 32, it says, get rid 
of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. He has forgiven you. God has forgiven you. Be big, forgive, forgive other people. I know sometimes it's hard, especially when there's been really harsh things done to us, but holding onto unforgiveness actually doesn't make it worse for them. Just letting you know. Or it doesn't, I used to think that if I forgave someone, it'll let them off the hook. It doesn't work like that. Unforgiveness is in you. It's poison in you. It's poison that circles around in you. It affects your life, not theirs. Forgiveness. So dismiss it. Dismiss anger. Forgiveness. And forgive yourself. Repent and forgive. Say to God, like, I'm sorry, God. Forgive me. And the other thing when you dismiss it is to talk to someone. Sometimes you need to talk to someone, whether it's a friend, someone who loves you, who cares about you. Whether it's a friend, it might be a pastor, a leader, one of your leaders, your group leader, as you so talked about, Hein. You know, talk to someone if you need a hand to get through. Sometimes you might need to seek professional help. Do it. If it's going to change your life, it is worth it. So talk to someone because it will help dismiss this. It'll dismiss it. Forgiveness, talk to someone, get prayer, get freedom. I did talk about the freedom experience. We have a freedom experience. The next one's on the 26th of November. It's on a Saturday morning from 8.30 to 12.30. You can come. It's called Freedom Experience for a reason. It goes through four different, different things about repenting, about releasing, and even to the thoughts of renewing. It's great. It's great to do that. You might, you might think that you're free now, but it's amazing. Even if you do and you go, what you can get free of. And you can uh, do that. You can go to this, uh, the next step zone after the service and you can put your name down for that if you'd like to come. It is free. It's free and there will be freedom in that place. <laughs> it's free and you will get free. So help me. I'm angry. Wow. You can deal with it in a healthy way. You can find your triggers and recognize it, but you can diffuse it and you can dismiss it. There's lots of different keys in there. You can shake it off. You can apologize. All those things. There's so many different ways that you can deal with it. So I'd just love you to close your eyes. You might be thinking, wow, there is stuff on the inside of me that I've nursed, that I've harbored, whether it's caused you to be angry or angry with a person or it might be unforgiveness, whatever it is, like I just want to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for every person here today. Father, I thank you that you see their heart. And right now you reach in and you pour your love into their heart by your spirit. I thank you, Lord, for revelation. I thank you, Lord, for wisdom. I thank you, Lord, for techniques. I thank you, Father, that they can come and get prayer. They can go to freedom. I thank you, Father, that you are with them right now in this time, Lord. I just see you working, Holy Spirit. 
unraveling, uncoiling, letting go, releasing, repenting, renewing. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. If you feel that's you and you want to take a next step, like, you know, you just, whether it's one of those techniques or whether it's going to freedom experience, I just want you to raise your hand in this moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for every hand raised, Father. I just thank you, Lord, that you continue to give them the techniques. Thank you, Father, that you're with them. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.